So DSci stands for Decentralized Science, which is ultimately really a movement to modernize and build off of different scientific kind of models that have existed in the past. It's a new public infrastructure that's oriented towards funding, creating, reviewing, crediting, storing, and disseminating scientific knowledge. And I really focus on doing that in a very fair and equitable way, which leverages Web3 or blockchain technologies. Hello and welcome to Crypto Confidence. My name is Amelie. I'm the Marketing Director at Zumo. You're listening to the Zumo podcast right now, the podcast to get you comfortable to start on your crypto journey. If you've been curious about crypto, but found it complicated, then you'll love the next 30 minutes. Every month, you'll hear stories from people like you who have started their journey in crypto, what they've learned and the knowledge that they will pass on to you. Today, I am joined by a special guest, Erin Majnis. Am I pronouncing that right, Erin? Close, it's McGuinness. McGuinness, <laughs> sorry, that's my French accent. <laughs> um, so I am joined by Erin Meganis, and we're talking about the fascinating world of science and crypto. I didn't even know that was a thing, so I'm very excited about this. Uh, so I did like a bit of like research and like really from funding to publishing, modern science is plagued by countless challenges that have really hampered the human progress. And Erin was telling me that this is solved by blockchain. So Erin is a neuroscientist, yogi, turned developer, and has been recognized for her work as top 100 innovator worldwide. She's currently focused on decentralized science, the future of work and strategic planning for communities. Hi, Erin. <laughs> Lovely to have you here. Yes, wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So Erin, Please, let's start by introducing what, what is it that you, are, that you are doing? And you've got a presentation for us, right? Yes, I can share my screen for those of us who are tuned in right now. All right, are you able to see? Okay, wonderful. So yeah, today we'll really be diving into crypto and Web3 and blockchain's application for impact on the world, um, and specifically within a lens of science and scientific advancement. So we'll kind of do a basic foundation of covering crypto, blockchain, just making sure everyone's on the same page there, diving into my journey a bit, and um, and then exploring what other opportunities kind of exist uh, to be explored that other folks listening in can think about if that's aligned with them. So yeah, overall today, we're going to really be focused in on um, what is innovation and um, then exploring kind of some of these other domains. All right, so envisioning what innovation is, and then what is Web3, and then opportunities in DSI. So when we think about innovation, um, ultimately the definition can be boiled down to either improvement or the creation of something new. 
So as we have a conversation today, I want us to keep in mind how can we improve the world around us or how can we add something new into it? And maybe take a moment here to think about challenges that the world face, whether that's within your individual circle or just other ones that you might be aware of on a global scale as well. So when I think about this question, I am really oriented towards how can we enhance our human experience? And for me, that sits at the intersection of where community and people and life itself can be enhanced by technology and really oriented towards the possibility of what could be possible. And that's really the space I enjoy hanging out in and working in. And that's taken me from being a neuroscientist, to being a yogi, teaching myself how to code, being a developer, starting up a couple of different companies. So being a serial entrepreneur, doing a bit of education and consulting, and then really oriented towards what can the future look like. And that ultimately brought me to DSI or decentralized science, which is kind of this whole intersection point for my particular background and journey. So within a Web3 domain, if people might have experience there, I got started building an augmented reality NFT creator app, also worked on an NFT appraisal protocol, did a bit of consulting in this domain, and then eventually found DSI, which has only really existed in a formalized kind of term for about a year. And this has brought me to engage with lots of really interesting groups, exploring cool applications of Web3 and NFTs into the world we live in. So let's just kind of lay the ground for anyone who might be newer to this whole kind of arena and define what blockchain, what Web3 and what NFTs are. So the world started with the internet, and that was basically where two different computers could communicate information with one to one another. From here, different databases were created, and eventually you would be able to change information in one of these cells, and that could be seen on computers in other locations. And this is really the internet, which laid this foundation for everything we use today to be able to be built off of. Blockchain is ultimately two different computers or servers or nodes looking at this spreadsheet at the same exact time, looking at each of these different cells or blocks to make sure that everything that's happening in it is in accordance and they agree with what should be inputted into that individual cell. And ultimately, that's all connected together, and each of those cells make up the blockchain. And by having a whole network of these different nodes or computers looking at it at the same time, that's where this layer of security um, really comes into play and other kind of all the benefits that blockchain can provide um, really kind of is through this network effect. And ultimately, that leads us to this whole interconnected chain of blocks that are securely verified by all these different nodes, watching that same spreadsheet, so to speak, to make sure that what's in each of those cells is what they all agree about. And cryptocurrency is a perfect example of what can be represented in each of these different blocks. 
However, you can also have other items as well, and that's where NFTs come into play. So that can be pictures, videos, other types of files. We'll dive into what some of these examples of NFTs can look like within a scientific domain a little bit later, but to be able to understand that, we really needed this foundation first. And just like the internet laid this foundation for all these other applications be built off of it, the same thing is happening with Web3 and NFTs in blockchain. And that's really exciting. This can look like wallets to be able to store some of these different items, marketplaces to be able to exchange, or NFTs themselves to be able to have these unique digital assets. And some of the benefits of using this are for verification, royalties, community rights, additional revenue streams, and that's just kind of touching the surface. A few different examples are Board Ape Yacht Club, um, Axie Infinity, which is a game, Sandbox, which is a marketplace and kind of a whole platform to be able to engage in this world. And obviously there are countless others as well. These are just a few that were able to make a bit of a name for themselves. And the entire Web3 landscape is massive. And within that, there are a lot of really big brand names that are leaning in to this domain. So the world is catching on, adopting this. One kind of unique application of a big brand name being kind of modernized through Web3 technology and another startup is Google Maps or Apple Maps and a new competitive Web3 application of HiveMapper, which is a map that really belongs to everybody who helps map out that entire ecosystem. So it's a decentralized map building application through paired with hardware to be able to build out those maps. So I think we'll see a bit more disruption of really established institutionalized systems that we maybe have thought were untouchables. And that's one application of where DAOs can come into play, which are decentralized autonomous organizations. And it's really a community type of effort to um, convene around a mission of sorts and really kind of take a newer approach to what could this domain look like and how can we best leverage all of the people, all of the assets in a way that's rewarding for everyone and everything involved. And a benefit of DAOs is the ability to own assets. It can also be a great mechanism for funding, um, community access that could be gated based on your membership and contribution to a DAO, and then user-driven design. So really oriented towards what do the people want and need and how can solutions be created based on that information. And a fantastic application of this is DSI. So DSI stands for Decentralized Science, which is ultimately really a movement to modernize and build off of different scientific kind of models that have existed in the past. It's a new public infrastructure that's oriented towards funding, creating, reviewing, crediting, storing, and disseminating scientific knowledge. And I really focus on doing that in a very fair and equitable way which leverages Web3 or blockchain technologies. So similar to how we were able to just see the entire landscape map of Web3, obviously that map wasn't completely comprehensive. This one came out earlier this year in the spring, and there are a couple different sections, still a pretty comprehensive map. 
But earlier this week, we got an updated map. So the space is massively growing and with constantly new people coming into this domain. One kind of new segment added to this portion is just, we now have DSI Africa, DSI Boston, DSI Brazil, DSI China happening all over the world. So this is very much a global movement that is happening um, and lots of different opportunities to get involved. A few different DAOs on here for specific examples are Athena DAO, which is focused on women's health and women's reproductive health, funding and research in that domain. Vita DAO, which is focused on longevity research. Valley DAO, which is focused on synthetic biology. Hair DAO, focused on hair loss. Um, Sidao, which is focused on psychedelic research for mental health, and lots of other publishing platforms like TalentDAO um, or reputation systems and platforms like Opsign, Holonym. So across this entire domain, there's a lot of incredible work being done. And we'll dive into a few more examples in a moment. So tying it back to what Web3 really allows for earlier, you talked about wallets, marketplaces, and NFTs. And there are some really great examples within Decide what this can tangibly look like. So I highlighted a few different um, organizations and initiatives in this space that really kind of highlight some of these different movements. So before I was mentioning all of those different Decide communities being formed. So DSI Global is a platform through which they can publish all of their different events. So if you're in a different location, um, that's a great resource to go to if you want to get connected into this ecosystem or see when the next event might be happening in your region. Um, Another example is BioXYZ, which is a BioDAO incubator. So a lot of those other organizations I mentioned previously are part of this incubation program to really get to that next level. And a bit of that is backed by Molecule, which created something called IPNFTs, where intellectual property can be wrapped in an NFT layer. This has really supported VitaDAO's growth um, and also has allowed it to kind of support and bring in additional resources into uh, the most recent Gitcoin grant cycle, which is focused on funding public goods through a quadratic funding formula. And in this, um, we finally had a DSI tag in this last cycle. And one of the most successful DSI projects on that was TalentDAO, which is focused on researching DAOs from an organizational science perspective. So just as an example of what this looks like, VitaDAO, which is um, arguably the most successful like BioDAO focus on one particular domain in the space right now, it goes from a flow of DAO to research to proceeds, and they've funded over $3 million in research already. Um, and a lot of that was facilitated through Molecule's IPNFT framework and marketplace. So tying back to that application we talked about earlier. And then BioXYZ, SciDAO, ValleyDAO, AthenaDAO, and HairDAO are all part of our first cohort. This is just an example of what is possible through quadratic funding Gitcoin grants, where only $2,000 was donated to TalentDAO 
but it got a $51,000 match through the quadratic funding formula, which takes into account how much the community and the world really wants to see this exist. And by having 527 contributors, that's a really strong signal that people want to support this proposal for the benefit of kind of the broader ecosystem. An example of what TalentDAO is building out is a publication platform um, for the Journal of Decentralized Work, really looking at what the future of work can look like. And ultimately, this whole domain is allowing what we may have like originally perceived as values or different missions to turn them into virtues and bring them out into the real world through user-centered, community-focused, future generation-oriented, transparent, and like excellence kind of standardized approach to, to really exploring what the future can look like. So I'd love for you to take a moment to think about different opportunities, tying back to the question at the beginning of what challenges you see in the world and where you might be able to have a touch point at that intersection of technology, people, possibility. And just thinking about how can you use Web3 to innovate in the world today? And ultimately, I would invite you to immerse yourself in this domain. If you're interested in DSI, please reach out. I'm at Erin McGinnis on all social media platforms. So I'd love to introduce you into this world. And the best way to really learn more about it or support it is to just dive in. So let's imagine that world together and build it together. We'd love to connect. Thanks, Irene. Thank you so much. Very, very interesting. So I'm very, very curious. So it seems like funding definitely is a, uh, an issue into the science space. What are other challenges really that the science space currently is facing? Can you, can you expand on that? What, what are these challenges? Yeah, so I guess just touching on the funding piece. So for instance, in the United States, the majority of academic research, especially in a biological domain, is funded by the government and has a really complex um, process, kind of outdated websites that are hard to navigate. And getting that funding into a researcher's pocket can often take 12, 18 months. So through using an IPNFT framework, um, we brought some of those funding timelines down to three weeks. So that's just accelerating what is possible. And rather than just writing grants all day, waiting for money to come in, researchers can actually do what wow. they've been trained to do. And in the meantime, people's lives can be saved. That's amazing. What are, so um, is there anything else about from the funding part that the that blockchain is solving for science? Yeah, so by taking a very community focused approach and having DAOs be able to make those decisions about what should get funded, patients or people who are actually affected by some of these different spaces are able to actually have a sense of ownership as well as a say in what research gets funded. If the government is just determining that um, or other types of boards, patients really don't have a say. <laughs> and like, it's really not centered towards wow. their needs. So when you say, when you say DAO, what, what does it stand for? Is it mm -hmm. decentralized? 
autonomous organization. Decentralized autonomous organization. So really the concept is, is that suddenly like with these, these DAOs, Mm -hmm. People can vote for whichever research is more important to them. And therefore, like that goes through first. Is that right? Exactly. So let me go back a couple slides so you can see an example. Um, So like these are all different research projects. So you can see like down here, it says funded by VitaDAO. Um, So Vita token holders were able to vote on if they wanted to pass for this project to get funded by their treasury. Wow, that's amazing. Now another another question. So like, because it it seems it seems to me like it is amazing the way that blockchain is enabling the funding of this research to advance in research to get it quicker through the door. Now. I guess like these research, they are funded using a token, right? Because this is this is ultimately like what that is. So how, what's the, what's the value of the token ultimately? How does the token, because you know, you can go up and down. So how, how does that work? Yeah, so within the BioDAO space, it's really focused on governance rather than like some type of crypto investment. Um, and so it's really focused on oriented towards voting on research or kind of other operations of what each of the different DAOs might focus on or accomplish. Wow, so so the, the way that it is, is that it's not really, so it's on the blockchain, so it's like for the voting to get the funding, but the funding that actually they get is then in dollar or is it in any of the tokens Yeah, so like the research funded here, that's going to researchers in like a traditional type of lab. They're often at some type of academic institution and they need like fiat currency to be able to buy whatever different materials, pay whatever different Mm. lab workers. Um, So yeah, those are paid out in like fiat dollars, euros, whatever, wherever they're Whatever. So is, yeah. is it com- is it convert- converted or is it um, straight away paid on? Yeah, so process? interacting with different um, academic institutions as well as research labs, we try to make it as easy as possible for them. So at that end user level, it looks like receiving any other type of grant funding. Wow, so that's amazing. So that, so... Um, well, it's really like taking taking like the 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 best of like the blockchain mm-hmm. uh, of the blockchain bit um, in here. Really amazing. Um, right now, I'm aware that we have got uh, only time for a few questions. Oh well, I think Joe's question is very much the question <laughs> that I asked about the DAO. <laughs> so uh, I can definitely. Is it- elaborate on that a little bit more so the question is um it are like DAOs mainstream term and then are there any examples of how a DAO might improve day-to-day life so within super crypto centric circles that are purely focused on like the currency kind of whole circle and like 
financial side of things. Um, some folks may not have heard of DAOs before. Within the broader Web3 ecosystem, DAO is a very frequently used term. Um, so it really depends on what someone's entry point into Web3 and blockchain and this entire domain is, and also what their backgrounds are. Um, for a lot of folks that might be more startup oriented, they may be more inclined to do different DAOs because it's really a fantastic mechanism to be able to convene a whole bunch of people who are passionate about creating some solution or bringing some vision into the world um, in a really kind of collaborative type of way. One example that is kind of just a moonshot kind of portrayal of what this could look like is something called MoonDAO, which is focused on getting people into outer space. Individually, they may not be able to achieve that, but by convening together, that's a possibility. Another example of a DAO is Constitution DAO, which raised over $40 million to try and purchase the U.S. Constitution. Someone else spooked in at the last moment and like outbid them, but the fact that still over $40 million was able to be convened together towards this initiative is something that wouldn't have been possible prior to DAOs. Um, I guess how this might be able to improve day-to-day -day life, um, any other type of public good could also be a DAO. So one example that I'm really excited about is different cities eventually adopting different DAO structures to distribute funding through quadratic funding mechanisms to the people in their communities, especially for startup initiatives or nonprofit initiatives as well. That is a, such an interesting an, an interesting way. I can't believe like someone tried to buy like a, a constitution. That's quite, quite cool. Um, yeah, like thousands of people came together for that initiative, yeah. so it's not like it's just one person yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i guess yeah <clears throat> they're all coming together that's mm -hmm. super impressive so um one last question from me which i asked like all the guests is what are the three books that you would recommend for the people listening to us yeah i can pop them in the chat for people who are mm -hmm. tuned in here um the first one i would highly highly recommend is the network state by balaji and it really dives into an overview of kind of where we've come as a society and also the role or just what the future can look like if we lean into more decentralized mechanisms of interacting with one another and also the role that DAOs can play in building out some of these particular, basically the world that we want to live in. Um, that if you just go to the networkstate.com, um, it's free for everyone to read and engage with. So that's by far what I would highly recommend to anyone interested in basically anything I've talked about. He's also been a huge supporter of the DSI ecosystem and movement. Um, second on my list is a recent article by Jack Scannell. I just had a molecule community call with him yesterday and his paper is focused on predictive validity of deciding which research should get funded and kind of very simplified boiled down it is focused on the fact that um we should really be thinking about the models we use 
to determine like the success or outcomes um, of particular research projects. So rather than just taking what has been, because that's always been what has been used, really thinking about, is this actually the best organism, the best assay? This conversation is particularly pointed towards researchers, but I think that can be really extended and has some really cool commentary that startup entrepreneurs, founders can learn from as well, um, or just in our individual lives of, okay, what is what I'm doing really the most effective way to get through to whatever my end goal is? And some of the technologies that Web3 and blockchain provide us can maybe answer that question better. Um, the third item on this list is actionable gamification. And this book came out a while ago, but it really does a great job laying out how to think about engaging people. So DAOs are really about engaging people in a meaningful way. And I would challenge anyone listening in to think about gamification as engagement, not some like, oh, you're trying to play games with people. No, it's really about how do you keep people engaged and build a strong community towards whatever you might be wanting to have exist in the world. And then the final one on here is Gaming the Future, which is by some folks from Foresight Institute. It's really just a cool dive into what the future can look like from a bunch of different technological angles as well. Well, thank you very much, Erin. That is some uh, good list. I like, like people mm -hmm. like take a note of this. Um, so I'm afraid this is all time we've got for uh, today. But thank you so much, Erin, for uh, for your time and for joining us today. I really thoroughly enjoyed um, learning more about the the DAOs. But also, I really love the way that you have uh, explained blockchain with the different blocks and how you can put different more than currencies within um, currencies, NFTs, arts, and etc. in the blocks. Thank you very much. Loved how simple um, and visual that was. Thanks for thanks for having me. Um, and. Yeah, like I mentioned before, I'm just at Erin McGinnis on all socials. So if anyone has further questions, absolutely feel free to reach out. Superb. Thank you very much, Erin. Have a lovely evening. Thanks, Thanks. everyone. Bye.